Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Learn With Less, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, outline insight about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in these early years of parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new parents that you can support and connect with your baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. This episode was recorded with a live audience of parents and caregivers as an added benefit of those participating in the Learn With Less curriculum online program. If you'd like to learn more about learning with less or about my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby or Understanding Your Toddler, open a new tab in your browser to my website, learnwithless.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to reach more families and share our values of education, inclusivity, simplicity, and respect when it comes to early learning and early parenthood. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayalit, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I will help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 hello everybody, hello everybody, hello, hello, hello. Today we've got a special guest on Learn With Less, Nancy Kopman, the early childhood educator, songwriter, performer, and music educator extraordinaire behind Music With Nancy. Let's welcome her to the show. Hello to Nancy, hello to Nancy, hello, 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 hello to all our old friends, hello to all our new friends, hello, 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 one last time, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Today, I am speaking with early childhood educator and composer Nancy Kopman. Nancy has been creating, testing, developing, recording, and performing her short, catchy educational songs for children zero to 10 years for over 20 years. Her music can be found on TV, radio, and online. She performs regularly in Toronto, Ontario, and she does virtual video visits with her faraway fans. Love the alliteration, by the way. Um, (laughs) Nancy's work is celebrated worldwide by educators, therapists, family program directors, parents, and caregivers. Nancy believes that music is more than a universal language. It's a communication tool that works far deeper than words. Music can soothe, reassure, comfort, validate, stimulate, relax, and elicit joy in people of all ages, cultures, abilities, and intellectual capacity. Music connects us at the roots of our instincts, making it a necessary tool in teaching and nurturing developing minds. 
Nancy, I am in complete agreement with all of that, and I want to thank you for being here. Welcome to Learn With Less. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor and a pleasure to align my work with the work that you are doing, which I admire so much and feel is so important, and I follow you every single day. So thank you very much for having me today. Thank you, Nancy. Well, I have asked you to come on to the show today to speak to us about all of the very many benefits of music for infants and toddlers. But first, let's just give a give us a sense about more about you and how you got actually into the work that you're doing today. Okay, well, um, my background, <laughs> let me start at the very beginning. My background is, uh, you know, my like you, my philosophy as an educator is that we're we're each born with an innate strengths and specific inclinations. And as you know, with the wonderful work you do, it's our early life experiences that influence what we do with those attributes, um, who we ultimately become and how we design and implement our purpose into our community. So my background is that I come from a long line of educators, therapists, and musicians. So my developmental years were really saturated with opportunities to learn and observe how music in combination with emotional and intellectual nurturing can positively affect one's development. So um, growing up, I was formally musically trained with what's called in Canada, the Royal Conservatory of Music. Um, it's a method for learning the piano. And I, I studied voice and flute and uh, I learned to play the guitar on my own. And one of my favorite pastimes was experimenting with multiple tape recorders. That just goes to show you how old I am. Exactly. <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I used to just experiment with those tape recorders recorders and record my own little songs. Um, I would do that for hours. My formal education is I have two degrees, one in sociology with a focus on international education and another degree in early childhood education. But even though I learned a great deal about education on paper, I have to say that my eureka moments in terms of combining music and education first came from my practical experience as a student teacher. I noticed very early on that singing little songs was magically effective with young children, whether they were songs that included directions for lining up or moving parts of the body or even encouraging relaxing and resting. Yeah. So it was during my first few years as a, a preschool teacher that I started creating my own little musical tunes to well-known nursery rhymes. And that developed into singing little tunes that I, that I made up myself. When I started teaching kindergarten, I was able to create more complicated songs to help my students remember specific concepts like the names of the planets and what initial letter sounds were, even how to sing the alphabet backwards. <laughs> That's a fun song. A fun um, <laughs> so pretty soon I had a small little repertoire of songs with content I had created myself. And it wasn't long before my coworkers uh, were asking me to record myself singing those songs so they could use them in their classrooms. So after I left the kindergarten classroom to start having children of my own, I started recording these little songs and running small music and movement groups around the city of Toronto. And then with the infinite reach of the internet, it was very, very easy to connect with other educators and parents, much like how I did with you. And now I have uh, connected with so many people organically all over the world who either have young children or who work with them. So that's the metamorphosis of how I started to where I am today. It's all very natural how everything yeah. unfolded. 
Totally. And I love it because I think our stories, you and I, are, I, I, we have so much similarity. It just came totally organically out of our interests and our own experience. And that's a yeah. great way to do it. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I have to say that the most important influencers of what I do are people I've come across who I've actually become friends with, like you, who share this um, philosophy and who share a certain type of energy and a relaxed outlook, but at the same time have a very focused outlook on how to educate children starting from when they're babies. Absolutely. Well, you and I both know that music can support all areas of development. And it is a big part of how I help families connect with their infants and toddlers in my Learn With Less curriculum. But I know that your latest album focuses more specifically on social and emotional development. So let's chat a little bit about that. How can music help to foster social emotional development in especially the youngest of our little ones? Well, it's uh, that's it's an easy concept, but it's a very complicated, layered answer. Yeah. Um, a piece of music is comprised of multiple layers and elements that trigger emotional responses, as far as I'm concerned. I think a lot of people feel that way, too. Mm -hmm. um, if you think of a song that you know that makes you feel tired or a song that makes you cry or um, makes you want to dance and sing out loud, I do that when I'm driving. <laughs> I don't know if you do, too, but I know a lot of people who do that. <laughs> it's my own little dance party. Um, <laughs> so um, these responses, these emotional responses are all the result of the timing of a piece of music, the color of the music, the instruments, the percussion, et cetera, et cetera. When I'm writing a piece of music that is designed to open up an emotional window, so to speak, I carefully select the elements of that piece so that they reflect the purpose of the song. The lyrics are secondary, but they also play a very important role in awakening and creating a point of reference. Uh, for example, I have a song called Breathe In, Breathe Out. And in that song, the music is designed to sound like a breath in and a breath out. And I actually timed the song according to my own breathing pattern. So oh. it's a very natural flow of and very conducive to breathing. Um, and it's designed to help children deep breathe and relax, something that's very important to a lot of educators right now uh, in terms of self-regulation. And yeah. when it's practiced, it becomes an emotional tool for self-regulation. But it's the style of the music that I feel helps people feel that they are part of the song. A another example is my song, Hard Feelings, from my latest album, Senses. Uh, the music star starts off a little bit sad and a little bit down sounding. And as the, as the lyrics describe how everyone has hard feelings, but that mm -hmm. feelings come and feelings go. And the lyrics offer advice when it's happening, stop and say what it was that made you feel that way. Take a breath, close your eyes to take some time to think and try to work through your hard feelings. So it's it's supposed to be like the way I was as a teacher, as I am with a teacher or with young children, I do tend to stop and sing a song that they are familiar with to help them remember the words of the song. It's like an emotional trigger yeah. and a point of reference. Mm -hmm. And then that, that song ends with the music gradually becoming brighter as the lyrics teach children to tell yourself you'll be okay. Everything will be okay. And songs like that 
help them stop and emotionally reset themselves when they find themselves in social situations that call for it, acting like a, an inner voice because they've heard the song enough times to become part of their consciousness. I, I see that happen so many times. So. Absolutely. And I love how you described how the the actual music, the rhythm, the color, the brightness, the tones, and even the rhythm can all influence that and mm -hmm. all and all have a piece to do with that teaching and the influence of how a song can affect us. But also mm -hmm. the theme and the lyrics themselves and and all of it teaches about these skills, right? About self-regulation, about labeling and identifying emotions so that we can use them and about, you know, just how to use these tools to equip us as children and as adults mm -hmm. <laughs> to utilize what we have available to us. I love it. It's That's a really good point because I do find coming from the background that I come from, which was a, a very emotionally supportive background because of my parents' parenting style yeah. and from what I was surrounded with, that that was a real luxury to grow up with that kind of reinforcement and validation and support. And not everybody has those emotional tools, unfortunately, in their background. So I do weave a lot of what works for me and what did work for me and what works for my family into the the lyrics that I write for my song so that they are a tool for parents too. Yeah. And and like I said before, the music just makes it so much easier to remember. Right. And exactly like it's such an important point. We're talking about the benefits of music for babies and, and toddlers, but who is the vehicle that is going to serve that? Of course, it's the parent and caregiver. It's the adult in the room. So mm -hmm. Great. You're and that's why you do what you do. Yeah. You're offering those tools to people. And that's why I do what I do. And that's what what drew me to your work. Because yeah. your little videos of you singing little songs and holding on to your little one's feet and, <laughs> and then turning to the screen and saying, this is why I do it this way. And this is how you could also do it. It's um, it, That's a valuable resource to people who, <laughs> let's face it, we're, we become parents whether we're ready to or not, or whether we know what we're doing or what, whether we don't know what we're doing. Yep. And the parents who do choose to make the most of learning opportunities, we need all the help we can get, all of us. So we reach out to people who who we feel reflect the parenting style that we want for ourselves. So yeah, totally. we can share that through the work that you and I do. Exactly. And I think, you know, we tend as parents, so many parents and caregivers tend to ask the question, you know, what can I buy? What can I get? And, and creating these experiences of whether they're musical movement, you know, language or, or just play in general, like it's so all of it, that's what we need, right? That's mm -hmm. what both of us teach. And I think uh, when, when we can show families that it's, it's already in your home. It's it's what you use in the environment, whether it's the music that you put on or the song that you sing or during that caregiving routine or doing that daily routine or the transition from one thing to the next, like you mentioned earlier. Like Those are such powerful moments mm -hmm. wherein we can utilize things like music and language. And it's just so important. Okay, so it really is. I have personally always loved using music with young children. I've done so as a pediatric speech language pathologist, as well as in my work as a parent educator, and most definitely as a mom. But I know that, you know, being musical does not feel natural to every parent or caregiver out there. So 
What do you say to families who sort of have more difficulty getting musical? What suggestions do you have for them as far as harnessing the benefits of music, even if they don't consider themselves musical? And we'll get into a little bit more specific tips and resources later on in the show, but give us a little bit of what, you know, what is something that you tend to say to people? Well, that's actually one of the most common, that's one of the most common things I hear from parents and educators. I actually heard it today from someone requesting to join my group on Facebook. It's, it's, uh, I am joining the group because I can't sing. I don't sing. I don't know how to sing or I don't sing well. I don't have a good singing voice. I don't like singing in front of people. So one of my main goals with my songs and my resources, like my videos for people is, is to just turn it on and follow along with me. You don't have to be a good singer. You don't have to know anything about music. Just follow me. I've done all the work for you. (laughs) I have, as you mentioned, 20 plus years of experience developing these songs, testing them with children, testing them with parents, testing them with children and parents together. Mm -hmm. So I've got it all for you. All you have to do is just turn it on and follow. Uh, all of my music is available on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube, and you just follow along. I also have a, a specific series of YouTube videos called Follow Nancy, where you basically have a virtual music teacher singing and showing you the action. So like I said, just put it on and follow. Besides that, I make my songs really easy to remember and interpret or change with your own words or concepts or, or lyrics. Like I have said before, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> like I've said before, though, you don't need to know how to sing well. You just don't. You 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 can be totally tone deaf. You just need to know and listen very carefully, people out there who are worried about your musical knowledge or abilities or singing voice. You don't have to know how to sing well. You just need to know how to have fun singing. So let that sink in for a second. That comes from releasing yourself from judgment of your own voice. Just you. It doesn't matter how you sound when you're singing with children. What matters most is that you're singing together. Yes. Children don't judge you, you judge you. So that one of the first things that I learned that was so liberating in my early childhood education degree was I had this teacher in the very first day that we started, she said, you're each gonna come up here and take turns doing something really silly. You're gonna make a silly noise and you're gonna do something silly with your face and you're gonna mess up your hair and you're gonna jump up and down. Every single one of you has to do that. And that's how you're going to be introduced to the concept of not caring what you look like and not caring what you sound like because children don't judge. Yeah. And in and fact, they actually learn that judgment through us when we judge ourselves. So. Unfortunately, yes. So we have to we have to remember that we are a role model for them in yeah. so many capacities when we're teaching. Um, and one of the most important ones is uh, is to forget your judgment of yourself and, and just have fun. If you're not having fun, they're not having fun. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you have the best singing voice and you're nervous in front of them, they're going to catch on to your nervousness and they're going to fixate on that and wonder why you're nervous and learn to be nervous. If you have, um, if you're completely tone deaf and you're having a great time jumping and singing and using instruments and have a big smile on your face, they're learning happiness from you. Yeah. So that's oh. my answer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. They're learning happiness from you. Yeah. It all starts with happiness. 
That's great. Okay, well, we're going to take just a brief break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we are going to hear a few tips from Nancy about the benefits of music with tiny humans. And we will hear about her favorite resources for parents and caregivers interested in learning more about this topic. As a parent or caregiver of an infant or toddler, you want to make sure you're doing it right. But everywhere you look, there's another fancy learning toy or subscription box that you don't have room for and that your child seems to lose interest in all too quickly. You want to support your infant or toddler's development, but you struggle finding the right toys or enough time and energy to do it. You just want the map to get through these first three years, first few years, and find more joy in the journey as well. If any of this rings true for you, you're in the right place. Right now, I am giving away my Infant Toddler Development Blueprint, a straightforward guide that will help you discover the four major areas of development in the first three years of life and what's involved in each of those areas. Find out what you can do to support development using what you already have in your home. Learn how to follow my four pillar framework to maximize the time you're already spending with your tiny human and much, much more. If you're ready to boost your infant or toddler's learning, stop feeling like you're winging it all the time and simplify your life, head to learnwithless.com blueprint and download my free infant toddler development blueprint today. Okay, Nancy, let's hear it. We would like to get your top tips for parents and caregivers who want to engage musically with their infants and toddlers. Okay, well, it's very, very easy to <laughs> engage a baby if you know what's important to them. So with infants, I always recommend that you sing facing each other as much as possible. For example, I have a song called Bicycle, which is from my album, I Know I'll Grow. And the way I usually implement the song is I ask parents to lie their baby down on their back or in their laps with their legs out straight. Mm -hmm. And you take their little legs and you're looking at each other's faces and you take their little legs and you follow along with the song. And they learn the different words in the song for fast and slow and up and down and all of those things. But um, while you're engaging with an infant, regardless of what song you're using, I always recommend that you over enunciate or accentuate the words and change your facial expression a lot while you're singing and turn your head a lot so they see the different sides of your face. Mm. So they'll see the different aspects of your face and how you communicate. And you can make different sounds, you can be loud, you can be quiet, you can whisper. Using different sounds with your mouth is, is a good one for babies. They love that and they love patterning. So mm -hmm. um, I have a song, I like to make music and it's all about clap, clap, clap and pat, pat, pat your knees. And then it, it makes the clicking sound and with your mouth. And I'm telling you, they love to watch and they love to imitate. They love it when you help them do the clapping and the padding. And you wouldn't believe how early some infants try to emulate the clicking and the and the popping of their mouths. I've seen really, really young babies do that. Yeah. Bouncing up and down and making a simple noise pattern, like my song, The Animals, again, from I Know I'll Grow. That's my first album. And uh, I wrote that song actually holding a baby in my arms and just bouncing up and down going, Bum, 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 bum. And they become fascinated with your mouth movements and the sound and, of course, repetition. Repetition is really key with yeah. infants, as I'm sure you'll agree. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so any kind of song with a pattern, songs with actions, do the actions yourself and then guide your baby to do the actions with his or her, their body. Like everybody clap, everybody clap your hands, clap your hands, and then it changes to everybody stomp your feet, stomp your feet. And when you're able to sing the song without singing along with me, I recommend that you say, these are your hands, you're clapping your hands. These are your feet, you're stomping your feet. Right. So you're naming the body parts and mm -hmm. um, telling the, the baby what you're doing with those. All of these things compile and they register every little thing you say and do. Exactly. And yeah. it's such a beautiful way to reinforce all areas of development. Like we were saying, like all of that is vocabulary, which is communication development, of course, and concept building, especially with those opposite words or those action words, motor development when you're actually doing those actions. And of course, social emotional development when you're interacting with your adult counterpart. It's just, it's so rich. It so. is. And right. stimulating. You can yeah. even do you can even do songs like um, Pat Pat Pat, which is another one of mine. Where I recommend that you put them on their tummy for tummy time. Everybody knows how important tummy time is. And again, it's a pattern, and it's stimulating physically as well as an auditory stimulation. It's yeah. Pat Pat Pat. Pat, 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 and then they're getting a massage and forgetting that they're on their tummies, which sometimes they don't like so much, but because of the stimulation and the music, they forget that they're on their tummies. So you're strengthening their bodies as well as their minds. Just by touching, so. talking, and using a melody. It's yeah. just so simple. Yeah, It is so simple. And I, I love the your piece, your example of the boom, boom. Like you, it does not have to be, classical music people it like sure that's one wonderful way and the hamilton soundtrack is another and you know what like any any music <laughs> great like we we just want it it can be so simple and so complex and you can make it whatever you want and often the most the simpler, the more engaging, which is I, I couldn't agree more. And and just um, thinking about the different words that you're using as part of your movements, like the word stop. That's a big one for me when I'm teaching a music and movement class. I, I sing a song like, like my song, Walk Around, Walk Around. Mm -hmm. And you bounce, 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 and you go side to side and everything. And then I will inject the word stop into it. And I put my hands up and I say, stop. And then it's, I instruct the parents to be silent because that's how you learn what the word stop means. And when you look at the baby's faces, when you stop and you're holding your hands up and then you repeat it again, the next time that you come around, you're reminding them of what they've just learned. And they're like, oh yeah, that's what stop means. You yep. see you see the mental wheels turning as you teach them just the most simplest of concepts like stop. So it is so easy. <laughs> I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> That's why you're here. All right. So I would love to hear what are some of your favorite resources that you like to share with families? I know that you are an absolutely invaluable experience. And um, you mentioned your YouTube video and your YouTube channel, which is so great, people. You got to follow Nancy. Oh, yeah. My, my YouTube channel is, everything is music with Nancy. So if you forget my name, Nancy Cotman, you can always go to my website, which is musicwithnancy.com. And all of my resources are there. I'm on Instagram as music with Nancy. I'm on Twitter as music with Nancy. But my um, my YouTube channel is music with Nancy. And that's, that's where all of my specific songs and my specific resources are. I often recommend you as one of my favorite resources 
classes, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I've, I've uh, brought a lot of people into your world and they just love you. We talk about you here in Canada and uh, you're very well known. Some of my other favorite resources are uh, Teach Preschool, which is a blog. I love the simple and nurturing approach to teaching children, often outside exploring nature, which is really important to me. I also love uh, pre-K pages. I love preschool inspirations. These are all blogs and uh, bloggers who have become colleagues to me, much like you have become, because we all have very similar outlooks on how to approach teaching and what the most important elements are in teaching young children specifically. And not just teaching them math and language and academic things. It's yeah. more about um, the importance of teaching children to respect themselves and respect others and to build a community and interact within that community with respect and gratitude and satisfaction and respect for other people's feelings. And there are a lot of very valuable lessons that can be learned from those resources that I mentioned. Absolutely. And we'll link to all of them in the show notes for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many. Um, gosh, let's see. There's other music that I grew up with, Schoolhouse Rock, <laughs> which was really fun. The best composers, and that was actually one of the biggest inspirations for me becoming a, a, a children's musician, because I learned so much specific information from all of those songs. And of course, Sesame Street. I have to say that uh, the older because that's the Sesame Street I remember, the Sesame Street from the early 70s. There are so many really amazing uh, in-between cartoons and videos that you can find on YouTube, as well as the, the Bert and Ernie stuff, which is all about social interaction, and it's musical as well. Many of the composers on Sesame Street were some of my favorite musical composers of all time. So like Christopher Surf and Joe Raposo and Jerry Nelson, there's just so many so many valuable educators and musicians on that show. So that's another resource that I like to point people to. I'm sure there are thousands more, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Well, are, actually, I'd love to hear like, who are some of your top three, say other children's musicians like that you grew up with and you find yourself loving and referencing or that you've found recently? Hmm. Well, I grew up with Rafi and I also grew up with, like I said, um, Sesame Street's music. I had all of their records mm. and <laughs> not so much a children's musician, but Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Awesome. I was obsessed with, with their greatest hits album growing up to the point where I forced my parents to tape record the record player playing through the speaker so that I could listen to it in the car. Because <laughs> I had to, I'm one of those people who needs to listen to something over and over and over and over and over so that it cements itself in my head so I can access all the details of the music at any time. I know it might sound weird, but that's just what no, I, I love actually how like high tech that was at the time, what you just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> I came up with that idea myself that's too. Brilliant. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, who else did I listen to growing I up? Oh, you just said that like, I mean, I said children's music specifically, but like just as we were talking about, there's there are benefits to sp like music that is for children because it does all those wonderful things like the repetition, the slowing down, or the oh, like more enunciating and focusing on things that are often just right there in their environment, which is 
some of why I love your music so much. But there's so much value to other music. And I, I that's another question that I think I get all the time, and I'm sure you do, is like, is it okay to be playing other music for my children? And like, yes, of course. Like, it's all different patterns. It's all different tones. It's all different rhythms. And all of that informs the brain making these wonderful connections. So I yeah. couldn't agree more. And every, every musician has a different standpoint or a different angle. So absolutely listen to listen to the music that you like best. If you like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, listen to Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. If you like the Beatles, I can't think of a band with more diverse um, song pattern formulas or chord progressions in the Beatles. I mean, they were geniuses. So why not play that type of music for your baby so that they learn to develop those neural pathways? Um, there was also, I thought of one more just before we started okay. talking about this, uh, Free to Be You and Me, which was a series from the 70s that was just a, a wonderful package of all kinds of different songs that had different very important messages to nurture children's emotional growth and self-awareness. And uh, that that is definitely a must-have for every parent, Free to Be You and Me. Yeah, it's a classic. Part. It is. It is. Well, thank you so, so much, Nancy. And uh, thanks to all of our Community Lab members who are here listening live. We are going to continue the discussion and open up for a Q&A session with you guys in just a minute. But for everyone listening from home or on the go, thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye I yell it. Goodbye Nancy. We laugh and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. Don't forget to download our free infant toddler development blueprint by heading to learnwithless.com blueprint today. And if you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you do that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.